I know that you guys love true crime. Listen to Generation Y podcast on Amazon, Apple Music, Podcasts, or you can listen one week early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus on the Wondery app. There is not enough true crime out there to satisfy me, guys. Make sure that you check out podcast Generation Y. Okay guys, I thought this would be the perfect moment to pop in and give you a little word from our sponsors. And it's one that I'm in love with because they're out there doing good things in the world and they're trying to make your world a little bit better. And that is betterhelp.com, betterhelp.com. What I like about BetterHelp, it is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling and it's done securely, confidential. We love those NDAs, baby. <laughs> but yes, you can send um, a message to your counselor at any time. You'll get thoughtful responses and they're all about how having, you know, good communication. If you're not vibing, they want to help you find the perfect match for you. I want you guys to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash haunted estate. That is betterhelp.com slash haunted estate. Welcome. Welcome to the haunted estate. Hello and welcome to the Honor to Stay with Selena and Joel. And we are here and it is a Monday and it is the rainiest day ever. It is bananas and we this is the start to a week after just a really horrible week. Oh, she was bad. Um The weather outside is blah and that sums up. The weather how outside is frightful. It's so so delightful. That sums up how we're feeling. Um Blah. We're very exhausted um so i have some weird theories and i, and I just want to jump into all of this very bad news to report um on thursday morning um we unexpectedly lost one of our dogs um i had never lost a dog before um i'm trying to do this without crying <clears throat> what was his name jackson and he was a jack russell and uh here i'm I'm gonna jump into so so as you guys remember we went to Beckhouse like last thursday it's probably the last episode you heard about we played like a ouija board and i always tell everybody like i'm not into ouija boards and here's the thing i don't know if this is related at all but it was just such a terrible freaking coincidence um we played like this ouija board then come the thursday up um the wednesday jackson was fine he was rocking around the only difference that we noticed is joel tends to walk the dogs and um jackson just was like no i'm not going for a walk but like that wasn't like really weird for him he's not the kind of dog that really likes going for walks he's the kind of dog that like sleeps in the sun all day and like has sex with his toys (laughs) um (laughs) like he humps a lot um and that day like he was laying in the sun and he played with the other dogs and he was having a good time but come morning we heard him throwing up it was about six o'clock six thirty in the morning and um we knew something was wrong like he immediately like fell back against the dresser and and he couldn't walk and he was trying he was trying really hard to walk and he was falling all over the place and um i've never been so scared in my life i've never seen that before and then he started having a seizure and he was foaming at the mouth and it was it was horrifying and it kind of like i really wish there was like more of an emergency care for pets like we don't have a place like the closest emergency vet for us is like 50 minutes away and we called them and they're like, yeah, like if you can get here by 7.30 because we close at 8. So we got there at like 20 after 7 
and they took him in right away and they call me and they're like yeah you know he's he's just had a seizure but you know he's an old dog you know we thought he was about 11 12 and and they were like yeah like he's fine he's he'll be fine you know just monitor him if he has another seizure like contact your vet or you can get some nausea medication so like here i am thinking everything's fine right so we end up um driving back and i just know something's not right so like i'm calling our vet the second they open i'm like this is an emergency they're like can you come in at 11 and i'm like no man like i i need to just come sit in your parking lot and they're like okay so so i get there and they take him in like a few minutes after we get there and literally like seven minutes later they call us and they're like yeah this this isn't good um he's already having another seizure and and things aren't aren't looking good and they're like but you know head home and we'll give you a call so about half an hour later we get a call and they're like you know we we did all the blood work he's every organ in his body is perfect like we'd had it done a few months ago and he was totally fine uh he was perfect for his age actually like he was looking really good um so they kind of put it down to probably like a tumor in his brain um we wanted to bring him home to like say goodbye to the dogs but they said that wouldn't be good and they're like yeah you can keep him alive but he'll be miserable and you have to flip him he can't walk anymore so um we uh we went in (laughs) i don't want to cry and uh we said bye to him and that was really hard and it was weird because when we first got home between that call where they were going to tell us that he had to go i was in the backyard by myself and um it was really early it's like eight o'clock and there was like one of those like little what you know those little tornadoes that you get in your backyard because he loved his backyard and it just like it like happened with leaves and um it kind of went on his path that he goes in the backyard and i remember calling adam because they said like they called us and they're like do you want us to resuscitate if if he goes into like cardiac arrest and i was like no like so uh it was weird, but I hated that I used a Ouija board and then that happened. And I actually had a TikTok live every Thursday. I've been doing these TikTok lives. So I had to uh, put kind of my grief on the back burner because I didn't want to let everybody down. So um, Joel was such a great help. He was really sick that day, actually. He had the worst migraine he's ever had. And we just like pulled ourselves together and drove like two hours away to to do the seance. And I just had to like hold my shit together and we, we did it. And then we immediately left for back home and that happened so come friday the next day you know it was a really hard day because jackson was gone um and then the middle of the night (laughs) well sorry on the thursday while we were at this place um sorry that's adam's phone i think he's upstairs just ignore it um while we were at this place we literally played with the ouija board again even though i'm like god i hope this isn't some kind of weird coincidence so we come home that thursday night but at like what we got home at like four o'clock in the morning I, I was crawling in bed at like five thirty. yeah so we get home from Niagara falls the next day is just like a sad day like we're just we're just miserable and um come around that night going into saturday it's 2 40 a.m my phone rings it's joel dad's having chest pains yes as, as he describes it it's like a vice on his chest he's like on the he stays up late on the computer all the time yeah. he said he just couldn't sit there just writhing in pain like oh i can't fight through this yeah i gotta get joel and the thing with my dad is like he's had to go to the hospital for some pretty big heart stuff before and even getting him to go like you're like no no i just need a bath or i just need to lay down so the fact that he like woke everybody up and wanted to go yeah so i blew over to his house I grabbed Joel, Carissa, and my dad. We flew to the emergency room. They got him in immediately. Um, thank kept, you to the Woodstock Hospital. Yeah, thank you to the Woodstock so, Hospital. That was fantastic. Um, 
like we're still not 100 percent sure what it was but like we're thinking like super super minor heart attack kind of situation mm. but um i stay at this point like i hadn't slept since i had probably since wednesday slept like four hours in total and i sat up just like staring at a wall until about nine o'clock in the morning um but like good news dad is home he's he's doing better he has a crazy amount of appointments coming up and stuff like that but he did not die but again that was a ouija board so i'm telling you this thursday i'm not touching a ouija board where you fear that something followed us home well i talk about in all my videos and i've talked about on the podcast is that i used to be really 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 deep into the paranormal world and i kind of had something you know click on me but if you like watch the back house youtube video like i talk about it where i'm like i'm afraid that's gonna happen again i'm gonna see that and those things are gonna happen and like i'm i'm just i haven't seen it but like bad things are happening and that's like always a warning that it's close so like i i love doing scary stuff i'm trying to set up something like really cool for this thursday but like i don't want to break out a ouija board mm. like when you're connected to the other side like you do not know mm what you're connecting with but i want to check in with you joel after this whole week because i know you love jackson just as much as we did and you know you you love dad just as much how are you like how are you doing if i could just backpedal for a sec too to talk yeah. about jackson because obviously everyone doesn't know uh for years selena worked for a dog rescue volunteered for a dog rescue place right mm -hmm. what was the name of it uh oxford county animal rescue yeah anyways uh there i go again saying anyways yeah, people are doing a drinking game now because Joel says anyways so much. Anyways, <laughs> Jackson was only supposed to be a temporary foster like seven, eight years ago. Yeah, 2014. It was He was only supposed to be with Selena for a couple months and uh, Selena got attached and he never went. This was his home. Yeah, I, they, they found a home for him and I lost it. I was like, no, like uh, Jackson was Adam's heart dog. So like it was really hard on that morning. You know, Jackson, I thought would outlive everybody. He was so healthy. Like there was nothing wrong with him. Like the day before he died, he had sex with his toy dog all day. Like he had the best day. And that's the one thing I keep saying to Joel and Joel likes is like, there was no bad days. I find comfort that he, there was no suffering. He was a hundred percent till the last two hours. It's just right. crazy. Cause like Max, we're, we're in end of life care with Max mm. and I didn't even notice anything. But now that I look back, like the fact he peed all the time and we couldn't figure out what was wrong. And, and you know, those like weird little moments, like I wish and that night, I remember laying on the couch, I was editing videos and he jumped up and he was like scratching my arm, which was so different. Like he never came to me for love. He went to Adam for love, hmm. but he was scratching on me and I, I lifted him up and I, I put him on my, on my belly and we were laying on the couch and I was petting his head while I was editing videos. And I'm so glad like I had that moment, but like, he was like the middle child and he was kind of like a little shit so like I, he was a cuddle bug though like if yeah. you're sitting on the couch you jump up and lay against your thigh he was a cuddle yeah. bug and i i just like i have like this thing i just wish he would come back in my dream or something hardcore and just let me know that that he's okay and um that he's not mad at me and that we made the right decision because like i loved that dog it's your puppy he's my baby and like you don't i've never lost a dog before and i didn't realize how like with four dogs I didn't know how much I'd realize such an absence of him, but I re it's such an absence. Mm. Like he, his food bowl, his toys are everywhere. Like we have a whole shelf for him. It was crazy. Like the next day, someone dropped off this plaque with a picture of him and it, oh my God, I can't believe he's gone. Yeah, whoever dropped that off, thank you. Because Jack Russell's lived forever. Lisa, Lisa Mason. But yeah, Jack Russell's just supposed to live forever. Like they're not supposed to just like, they're supposed to live to like 25 and then just damn die, bam, right there. Oh, that's basically what happened. Yeah, they also at the vet, um, they told us that they, they think he was older than, than we were told. 
His owner seemed his old owner seemed pretty like set on how old he was, but they thought he was more like maybe fifteen or sixteen, which which is great. But just it was so sudden, and I just haven't absorbed mm. absorbed it yet. Yeah, and because like we know, like in the next like month or two, Max is gonna be gone, so we can go from four dogs to two to two, and we've had three dogs since 2014 so like this is gonna be crazy going from the fast lane to the slow lane (laughs) real fast anyways that's yeah and and hopefully i don't want to just be on my dog i really hope my dad is okay too i'm supposed to go on this like really big trip coming up um in the beginning of november and i just i just don't feel like i can go i'm really i just if something happened and i wasn't here i don't Mm. think i'd ever forgive myself right until i know what's going on i know that feeling being cross-country and yeah. Having to fly home to a sick Yeah, I remember mother. that. Oh, it's not fun. Our, our mom has MS, and um, she's very sick. Very sick. And um, she she's everything. But Joel and I, like, have this, like, undying promise. It's actually happened twice in our life where, like, our parents have been in the hospital. Like, my mom was in the hospital, and honestly, like, the, the doctors were kind of preparing us for the worst. And this was a few years ago. My parents like, don't tell Joel. Don't tell Joel, because he was gone away for work. Like, and you were gone for, like, a month or something crazy mm-hmm. like that. And I remember... I Didn't I call your... I called your job and told them? Or mm-hmm. did... Or how did that happen? I can't remember. It's so long ago. I'm pretty sure I called your job, explained the situation, and they got you to fly home. And then when I picked you up at the airport, I told you what happened. But I don't know. And then the dad one is when I called you when you were away mm-hmm. at school. But, like, my parents never want you to know and stuff. I don't and know the- why. They always want to keep you in the dark. Does anyone else relate to that? Yeah. Parents want to keep you in well, the dark. Well, you're the baby, right? No, but I'm, I'm like... I'm old man now. But, like, I would be so pissed if you didn't tell me. So that's why, like, I tell you. Yeah, I'd be pissed too. Oh, man. Hey, guys, I want to tell you about something awesome, and that is Werby Parker. Is that not a fun word? Werby. I love that. Werby Parker was founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty goal to create boutique quality eyewear at revolutionary price point, offering eyeglasses, sunglasses, contact lenses, and eye exams. Guys, do not let your FSA or HSA dollars go to waste. Put them to good use on Werby Parker prescription glasses, prescription sunglasses, contact lenses, and eye exams. Werby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores offering eyeglasses sunglasses eye exams and contact lenses glasses literally start at 95 dollars, including prescription lenses try werby parker's free try on program order five pairs of glasses to try at home for free for five days there's no obligation to buy it ships free and it includes a prepaid return shipping label try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash boo you know that boo guys i absolutely love this it's, it's great because you get to do it at home put things on your face you know you're in the store you're trying on things you're like this is sketchy i don't know how i look in this light you want it at home you want to try on those outfits you want to be good to your face and they give you that option it was a great experience warby parker also carries a variety of contact lenses brands including accuview biofinity you can save up to 15 percent on your first order of contacts no promo code needed they also have blue light filtering lenses that are now available they filter out more blue light than the standard polycarbonate and high index lenses guys their styles range from extra narrow to extra wide to fit all of your face shapes guys five pairs try them out on your face be good to your eyes be good to your face be good to your style don't forget get five pairs of glasses at home for free all right warbyparker.com slash boo 
Do you know what is spookier than seeing a black cat on Halloween? Having two hairy full moons in your face. When it comes to below the waist grooming, get your man to shave his pumpkins this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade his grooming experience. Go from bite-sized candy to a king-sized candy bar and get him to join two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off, free shipping when using the code HAUNTED. Guys, I'm going to tell you right here, my package showed up from Manscaped and I opened it and I have never seen Adam so excited to shave his balls. I'm throwing him under the bus here, guys. It's been a decent six months and I might have been begging for a while, but I opened that. He saw that trimmer. He grabbed it. He ran off to the bathroom and I was like, hey baby trick or treat <laughs> have you ever been with a dude whose balls look like michael jackson in the thriller music video well luckily manscape is here to save the day and make sure your man is trimmed and smelling fresh with their new redefined body wash ladies you are going to love their signature scent unlock his confidence with the performance package 4.0 inside you will find the holy grail of men's grooming items they have made it easy for him to upgrading his grooming routine it is a full moon out and the werewolf in his pants is howling it is time to tackle that problem with the lawnmower 4.0 I think that's my favorite thing in there, guys. Their finely tuned pube products feature a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is easily the greatest ball trimmer on the whole planet. Oh, did I mention that this trimmer is waterproof too? It is literally a shower essential. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker, a total game changer to his hygiene arsenal. The Weed Whacker is a nose and ear trimmer that provides proprietary skin safe technology that helps prevent nicks, snags, tugs in those super delicate holes. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver ball toner will make sure his pumpkins stay fresh trust me when i say this fellas your balls will thank you manscape even threw in two free gifts in their performance package 4.0 the manscape boxers and the shed travel bag bring your comfort and your boxers to a whole new level if he's looking like wolverine and he hasn't cut his nails recently be sure to look into the shears 2.0 nail kit they have a bunch of other life-changing products on their website and make sure to check it out. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HAUNTED at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code HAUNTED at manscaped.com. Say trick-or-treat to this beautiful new Halloweeny with Manscaped. I know that you guys love true crime. Now imagine having two friends who are obsessed with stories of crime, murder, mayhem, and unsolved mysteries. It's relatable, right? They have a passion for breaking down cases that have been cold for years. Welcome to Generation Y, a podcast where hosts Aaron and Justin give startling theories, dive deep into forensic evidence, and share their bold opinions. In an all-new episode of Generation Y, they examine the case of Jonathan Amaral, a 25-year-old hiking enthusiast who is a biomedical engineer in Jaffrey, New Hampshire, who went missing after a weekend of hiking. He was rumored to have been seeing a co-worker, 31-year-old Brittany Barron, who was married with children. After Amaral failed to show up for work, his mother reported him missing. Police later discovered that Barron had called in earlier that day 
and quit her job. She had also gone missing. Did the two run off together? Or had something more sinister happened? You won't believe how this shocking story ends. Listen to Generation Y podcast on Amazon, Apple Music, Podcasts, or you can listen one week early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus on the Wondery app. There is not enough true crime out there to satisfy me, guys. Make sure that you check out podcast Generation Y. Okay, guys, thought this would be the perfect moment to pop in and give you a little word from our sponsors. And it's one that I'm in love with because they're out there doing good things in the world and they're trying to make your world a little bit better. And that is betterhelp.com, betterhelp.com. This is an amazing website where you can find yourself a therapist. I know the world has been kind of insane for the past couple of years. I've been feeling it. I know a lot of people have been feeling it. BetterHelp is an amazing opportunity for you to be able to get your very own therapist and you don't have to wait in any waiting rooms who wants to do that anymore that feels so 2019 <laughs> do you know what i mean is there been something in your life that has been keeping you from achieving your goals i know sometimes in my life i need to talk about some stuff i need to get out there so i can be the best version of myself that i want to be BetterHelp assesses your needs and they will match you with your very own professional therapist. It's a nice, safe place. You can be at home. You check in and online. You can even send your therapist text messages and stuff like that to keep yourselves on the same page. What I like about BetterHelp, it is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling and it's done securely. Confidential. We love those NDAs, baby. <laughs> but yes, you can send um, a message to your counselor at any time. You'll get thoughtful responses and they're all about having, you know, good communication. If you're not vibing, they want to help you find the perfect match for you. It is available worldwide. Who doesn't love that? See, the thing is it's hard it's hard to ask for help it's hard to go out there but if you need it you need to do it for yourself they have licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression stress anxiety relationships sleeping trauma anger family conflicts lgbtq matters grief and self-esteem guys i don't want you to suffer alone in silence anymore i know that i did for a really long time and sometimes i get caught in it and i'm like no i don't need help and i'm fine and i'll figure it out but that's not always the case. I want you guys to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash haunted estate. That is betterhelp.com slash haunted estate. Anyways, we're getting close to Halloween, guys. I'm trying to put put together a cool Halloween-y episode. Um, I'm just waiting to hear back from somebody. <laughs> but in the meantime something really cool we have a couple ghost stories for you but we have finally this is my favorite listener calls you guys recorded your stories and you sent them in to me which makes me so happy and excited so i'm gonna start by reading my story then joel will read his story and while he's reading his i'm gonna queue up our awesome voice messages so guys don't forget please send it in if you head to the submission form page you can find the email there record your story on your phone you don't need nothing fancy just use your voice memo and email it to me boo okay here we, we go. love it if you have an accent too yeah we, I, I opened one i opened one it was like it was english and joel's just like oh yeah it's better for some reason if you have an english accent <laughs> would you like me to read this in an english accent i i think not only i but everyone else would love to hear you read in an english okay. accent let me try i'm gonna brutal this but i'll do it <clears throat> hello selena adam and joe my name is rachel and i'm a huge fan of yours I found you on TikTok with your sleepwalking videos, and I also love your dad jokes. I show them to my husband, Cameron, and I tell him all the time that y'all's relationship, 
Celine and Adam, reminds me of Khan and I. I'm from Nashville. Oh, I have to change that uh, now. That was an incredible accent, by the <laughs> Tennessee way. Tennessee in United States. I have a few mini ghost stories to share with you that I think that you and Joel find interesting. I'm going to start by letting you know that in my line of work, it's important to see both stories. I'm a licensed veterinary technician, basically the equivalent of a registered nurse if I were in human medicine. Both of these stories take place in a veterinary clinic that I worked at. Okay, I feel like that's rude. Is that rude? I feel, mm. I'm just going to talk my own voice. Fine. First, a little spooky that this isn't a veterinary clinic. Mm, we just talked after about what Jackson. I just went through. I didn't read. I don't. I don't pre-read these. I just look at length. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like big, little, big, little. This one's two pages. I'll read it. <laughs> yeah. I like like it can't be a paragraph. You know what I mean? Like mm. I need it to be like a full page to like ten pages. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> I'm. So, I really don't mean to offend you with my uh, accents there. I just saw Tennessee and I don't. Oh God. I'm a bigot. <laughs> clinic number one. The first veterinary clinic that I worked at was a very old clinic. It opened in the 1950s and it's family owned. So there were a lot of weird things that happened while I was there. Most of it happened when I was alone doing kennels, taking care of boarding patients. So there was one time when I was at the clinic by myself taking care of the boarding patients. I was on the computer logging things into the chart about how a patient was doing for the day. When I hear papers in our lab area being shuffled around, pretty aggressively, almost as if somebody was frantically looking for an important document or something. I'm confused because my doctor had already left for the day and after giving medications, so I was there by myself. I went into the lab and no one was there. It was really creepy because I know what I heard and it really sounded like someone was in there. Another story at this clinic. I brought my husband with me to walk and feed boarding patients. So I was downstairs walking the dogs and Karn tells me that he has to use the restroom. So he goes upstairs and sits down in the restroom to relieve himself and he's on his phone on Facebook. He hears footsteps walking up the hallway and stop right outside the bathroom. So he calls my name a few times with no response. That's weird, Karn thinks. So he finishes his business and when he comes out, he's looking for me. He goes and looks out a window, and there I am, walking a dog in the yard. Spooky. After these events, I asked one of my co-workers if she... I asked one of my co-workers, and she said that the doctor that now owns the practice keeps his father's cremated ashes in his desk. The cremated father's whose ashes is in the desk is the original owner of the practice who opened it in the 1950s. Ooh-hoo. Next clinic. It has a lot of spooky stuff. I actually have pictures to show you. One of my doctors had sedated a patient and he was taking x-rays of them. After taking the x-ray, there were clear outlines of a hand, but there were no bones. This is weird because I don't know if you or Joel have ever had x-rays taken, but your bones show up as bright white. In this x-ray my doctor took, it looked just like a hand with no bones. How is this possible? We're talking about an experienced doctor here who owns his own practice and knows how to properly take x-rays. He's literally the smartest person I've ever met and every patient didn't move because he was sedated. Literally sent me those. I'll I'll show them to you after. I'll post them on my Instagram, guys, but the day that this comes up, so that'll be on Thursday. But it's literal bones and you can see a hand like holding the leg of the animal, but like no bones. Like it's just like a light hand. Like it's weird. I'll show... It's spooky I'm, i'll show you them after <clears throat> okay Ooh. other things have happened such as knocking on the doors of the exam rooms and nobody's in there 
Also, our syringes that we kept on a bookshelf flew across the room before with no one around to do it. This is how we found out about the ghost and how his name is Alan. So my doctor, the same one who took the crazy x-ray, said that his three-year-old daughter Lily had an imaginary friend that she talked to all the time, and she said his name was Alan. One day, my doctor was driving with Lily, and she was talking about Alan and how she told him when they drove past the cemetery. Out of nowhere, she said, look, daddy, that's where Alan lives. Needless to say, my doctor was pretty freaked out after that. But then he did some research, and it turns out that the person who owned the clinic before him was named Alan. I hope you and Joel enjoyed listening to my stories that I've shared with you and have fun sending this email and telling you about them. That, thank you so much. That thank was you. That was really, really awesome, Rachel. That was sick and super spooky. <laughs> but yeah, I'll have to show Joel the x-rays um, while he reads his short story. But like, that's bananas. Like when you actually have like these like really, really cool kind of spooky vibes going on, like what is better than that? I'm like sh- proof, sort of? Yeah. What? Yeah, there's one. Well, it's honestly and it's you can like literally, a hand. yeah so i'll put those on instagram on thursday so you guys can see this right when it comes out wow that's crazy okay my short story and again haven't read before anything just i see it's from a destiny hi my name is destiny and i'm 20 years old so i'm going to jump right to the story however keep in mind that it's not my story it's my dad's when he was about the age 20 or so he had a group of friends and they went to an abandoned spa in attica indiana called Mudlabia. It's in complete ruins now, but 20-ish years ago, it was still mostly standing. Now, keep in mind that Mudablia is known for the people having cult-like rituals and witchcraft gatherings, in which my dad always referred to me as the basement, which is essentially a concrete storage room that is unattached from the main building. You can only access it from climbing a ladder up the side to the top and can only enter the enter through a ladder that was in the hole on the top going down into a cement box he said it wasn't very big maybe 12 by 12 the one time he ever went into the basement he remembered it smelling of sulfur and rotten flesh when he clicked on his flashlight sure enough blood splattered the walls and the remains of an animal carcass was in the middle of the room with abandoned candies and candles and symbols surrounding it he told my siblings and i this story many times and many other odd stories and sometimes inexplainable experiences within the walls of the old mud spa most more chilling than this i listen to your podcast every night at work let me know if you ever want to hear more of the spooky happenings that my family seem to always run into i'd love to tell you my stories from destiny destiny that is so scary funny both of these have had animals in them yeah and we just talked about jackson and we didn't like we didn't plan this at all. It just happened we to just be. Print them off. We would love to hear all of your other stories. Yeah, I'd love to hear more. Absolutely, man. I th- sometimes I think that cult like rituals are more common. Oh my god! Than yeah. you would lead on yeah. to. Right? I bet there's a lot of basements in our town that has some crazy shit going on. Yeah, our buildings are old. Like where we live, there's quite a few old factories that are left to ruin. Oh, like, there's shit going on for sure. There has like I think it's more common than we would lead on to. No, I completely agree. Okay, so this story is by Alice and it is called The Old Inn. Dear Selena and family and friends of the haunted estate, I hope you know how amazing you are. I'm really enjoying your podcast. It's a safe place to share the unexplainable. I had to share these experiences because I dreamt last night that I did. Spooky. Now being a spiritualist, an eclectic witch, if you will, I've grown into my abilities, my relationship with spirit, my tools and practices, and this is some of many experiences. 
But at the time of the story, I was a babe to it all. And my family to this day are atheists. I have a story for you. One from when I was a teenager involves my family, my mother, brother and sister. It begins when we moved into the first ever properties built after the Romans in one of the oldest ancient towns in England. It was originally an old in-house and pub, which it remained for centuries, reconverted only a decade before the story took place. If it interests you, this was the third house in a row we moved into with the number six. six. The story begins at the end with my family of four sat around our dining table, boxes stacked around us, entertaining ourselves with each other's company the night before we were moving house. I will never forget the chill of fear, looking into the eyes of my family and seeing that our conversation was no joke. My mother began by saying things had happened in this place, things she didn't want to scare us with. And as I looked around, my brother says, me too. My sister says, me too. And they look at me and I knew exactly what they were speaking about. None of us for four years had shared our experiences for fear of scaring the others. But finally, all was left at the table. My mother experiencing lights turning themselves on and off, hearing footsteps run around her bed on the second floor where the staff and landlords would have lived. That was just the start. <clears throat> My brother's turn. He tells us he left the house, no one home for a few minutes to have a cigarette. When walking up the stairs to the first landing, he sees the second set of stairs to the second floor. Two pale, bare feet were sat at the top of the stairs, knee upwards, cloaked in the darkness of shadows. He said they looked white and dirty. The feet were larger, but the legs were thin and short. He did not know if it was an adult or a child. He left the house immediately and did not return until sure the rest of us were home. My sister, nearly in tears, having to share her story. And after hearing how identical hers was to my brother's, I understand why. The bathroom on the first floor looked at the staircase to the second floor, but from the side. One night she was alone in the house, sat on the loo with the bathroom door open. She looks to her left and sees a pair of legs sat on the steps at the top of the stairs, unable to see further up due to the ceiling. Same description as my brother and the same thought. Is that an adult or a child? My poor little sister ran to the bathroom door and locked it, waiting there for over an hour for someone to come home. All three of them experienced unusual noises, lighting malfunctions and movement of belongings. My turn. What my family didn't know was in the fourth week of moving in, my friends and I did a Ouija board. I opened the door for spirit to come through and didn't close it. And I understand truly what it means to not use these boards. You play games with spirit, you invite spirit to play games with you. And the fun of the game in the first place is to be scared. Careful what you wish for. For I was taunted the whole four years I lived there and felt how the vibration of the place shifted from the one I experienced in the first four weeks. <clears throat> the board game was abruptly ended when my friend jumped backwards with a scream. She said her side hurt, she lifted her jumper and there was a clear red raw handprint, like she had been slapped hard. 
The next week after being the last to leave for school and also the first to return home, a large heavy picture frame I had rested flat up against the wall on top of a desk in my bedroom had been moved to the other side of the room. Not only that, but somehow it was balanced. One corner to the floor, one corner to the wall. But when I say corner, I do not mean the flat corners, I mean the pointed corners. After staring at it for a while, I picked it up and spent 30 minutes trying to see if I could balance it the same. Impossible. In the same room, my bedroom where the game took place, I stared at my fabric chair, while clear as day, listened to fingernails repetitively scratching it. When sharing this story, I often scratch a chair or sofa to show how loud and distinctive that noise is. It vibrates through the furniture, It abruptly stopped when my mum entered the room after calling her. She had heard it from the other side of the door. I would also hear scratching and scuffing up against the walls as well, as the same running footsteps as my mum, as well as the same running footsteps my mother heard around her bed from the room below. Many nights I spent sleeplessly staring at the ceiling, listening to running around the room over and over, texting my mum, are you awake? Another night I also woke to my boyfriend's screams and him hurrying to pull up one of his trouser legs, me shouting, what, what? His voice shaking replied, it felt like something was clawing at my leg. Another night, early hours of the morning, I heard our front door open. Movements, two sets of footsteps, slowly going upstairs to our first floor. I ran out of my room, up the stairs to my mother's room. I will never forget how petrified I was. Crouched by my mum's bed, eyes wide, listening to the footsteps making their way into our home and up the second flight of stairs, so clear. Silently crying, and whispering, I shook my mum and told her, people are coming into the room. She startled, and me forcing her quiet, we both listened to the bedroom door open, but nothing to see. We checked the house, nothing. Writing this, I'm experiencing the same goosebumps the night we shared our stories at that dining table. It's not hard to believe after that day, asking around, we discovered a lot of people were aware of its haunting. You might be happy to know the place that I live at the moment does have a spirit, but now I've learned to politely acknowledge them so we both can respect each other. They are more friendly with my dog and he interacts with them often. I always smile and say hello and they've never bothered me. The flat below have experienced different with doors opening, TVs and lights turning on and felt spirit getting into their bed, but they are very much into being spooked, Ouija boards and spooky decor. Where I am now was an orphanage and then it was an old people's home. I hope, I hope you've enjoyed listening to some of my experiences and I wish you and yours lots of love. Your creations brighten my days. Thank you, Alice. Alice, I love you. Why, that was spooky. <laughs> that was so spooky. You're such a good storyteller too. Oh my gosh, please record audiobooks or something. Uh, let's <laughs> talk about the Ouija board thing. Interesting yeah. again. We just talked about that. Well, this is a haunted podcast. Uh, she brought up her dog. <laughs> yes. This is an animal special, apparently. Apparently. And she talks about... 
the balancing mirror. The balancing chairs in the house we grew up in. Everything is connected, brothers. Uh, dots are being connected right now. That was an amazing story. That was intense. Yeah, so I had goosebumps. Did you ever, like, that's one thing that I noticed a lot growing up in Nescapi was, like, these out of the corner of the eye moments. Like, you know, I talked about coming up the stairs and I was, like, a long skinny leg with a giant foot. Couldn't tell if it was a person or something. Mm. Like, I always caught weird little things that weren't there. Did you not see any of that there? Not ever, not enough for me to question. Maybe like shrugged it off. That was funny. Hmm. Yeah, we, I I always saw like a woman in a black dress at like the front. Like anytime I was like in that the front woman. hallway looking up at the door, I'd see out of the corner of my eye like a woman in a black dress. The woman in black. The woman in black. It's a good movie if you're looking to watch You movie. didn't watch it? I, I went to the movie theater to see that movie. Is that the only horror movie you've ever made it through? Scared the hell out of me. It probably hasn't been since then. It was scary. That came out in like 2011, say maybe. It was terrifying. That scared the hell out of me. Okay. When he's in the basement and the place is on fire and he looks over and the woman in black is there. Terrifying. Spoiler alert. I'm pretty sure everyone's seen that came out in like 2012. Okay, just in case. (laughs) Okay, our next story here is from Tori. What up, Stolita? Kidding. Okay, so I wanted to send you a voice record. Wait, what do you mean Kidding. What's up? <laughs> Turned sideways or taken off the walls or flipped around, just super weird. I mean, and that oh. was the entire time we lived there. I totally what up, Stolita? Kidding. Okay, so I wanted to send you a voice recording as I'm sitting in my work parking lot because you said you liked those. So I'm going to tell you about the childhood home that I grew up in in the southern part of Wisconsin. And I think I lived there from when I was about, I don't know, probably four to 15. And from the moment that my whole family moved into this house, it was an older, like early 1900s home. Um, Weird things started happening. And I will preface this whole story by saying that none of it ever happened to me. And I think it's because, you know, like if you're more open to, you know, spirits contacting you, whatever, they will. Um, But when I was a kid, I was such a chicken shit. And I I remember laying in bed being like, please, I don't want to see anything tonight. Please don't let it happen to me. And now, you know, like I drive past a cemetery or I'm walking my dog past him like hey bruh you up (laughs) yo say something but um anyways so from the moment we moved in so this was myself like i was four my younger sister at the time and my parents weird stuff started happening and i remember moving into the home and the home had a front set of staircases and then a front set of staircase wow The home had two staircases. It had a front set and a back set. And I remember sitting in my kitchen and my neighbor had come over um, to introduce herself. She was, I don't know, like 13, 14 at the time. And she would later become our babysitter. And this is honestly, this is probably night two in the home. Um, She's over in the kitchen and the kitchen was close to the back set of stairs. And we're all standing there. She's like, hi, I'm Lindsay. I'm super into troll dolls, what up? And all of a sudden we heard steps footsteps going up the stairs and creaks and we're all looking around and my dad's carrying a box and my mom is holding my sister and we're like what is that so they whipped open the back door to look up flip the light switch on nothing my mom turned around i'll never forget this my neighbor looked at us and said this never happened with the last people here so anyways fast forward um several other weird things would happen throughout the years Something interesting is that both my younger siblings, um, 
used to scream at night. They would have these night terrors. And the sister next to me, so it was me, Caitlin, Jillian. Caitlin would wake up in the middle of the night screaming and pointing at her bed and saying, get her off my bed, get her off my bed, and pointing, she's there. Um, this also happened to the next sister down, Jillian. Um, Caitlin at one point would start sleepwalking and she would walk back into the yard and she'd be on the swing set and she always said that she was playing with her friend Flower. Um, whether or not that was imaginary or some weird weird ghost deal, uh, that started happening. Um, pictures would be moved. There were so many times where, you know, we'd go to sleep and wake up and our pictures would have all been turned sideways or taken off the walls or flipped around, just super weird. I mean, and that was the entire time we lived there. Um, I remember keys would go missing, like our car keys, they'd be found in super high places. Like my whole family is under high five. And we'd be like, how the hell did they get up there? Um, my parents at one point, uh, we all had bedrooms in the upper portion of the home. And where their bedroom was, it was very close to the attic, the door to the attic. And they said that there was a night where they heard this old timey, like, I don't know, like almost a music box noise, like a sound. And um, it kept getting louder and louder. And they thought that one of us was upstairs past bedtime in the attic. This is an old two-story home, by the way. So as the music was getting louder, my parents were like, what the heck, who is upstairs playing in the attic? So they whipped open that door, turned on the light, and my dad works for Frito-Lay, so the chips, right? He, and we'd always have like these old cardboard cutouts of like people, you know, like you see those displays in grocery stores, like um, football players or soccer players, or if there was like a holiday, my, my dad would grab those, you know, just for fun at the end. And... He said he, he turned the light on, the music stopped, and someone had put up this cardboard cutout like completely upright at the top of the stairs like someone is standing there. And he said he almost fell over. He was so scared. But those were just a few things that happened in the house. Um, I'm sure if I talked to my family, they could come up with a few other stories, but it never did stop. Um, I did end up researching the home to try to figure out who lived there. And if you're interested, I can tell you. Uh, but something that I used, and I don't know if anyone else knows this, is newspapers.com, and I would research the house that way, and that was super helpful just to find out, like, who lived there, what was going on, because back in the day, they would post everything about the house, um, and who, you know, who was coming and going. It was weird because, you know, in the early 1900s, they'd have these articles in the paper where, um, it was like, like my name is Tori and be like oh Tori uh had a tea party on Saturday and five people attended it it was great like those are the things that they would post in the newspaper under this social column so that was interesting um anyways hope you like my story have a good day thank you Tori that was sick first I love that I'm like my grandma used to literally show me newspaper like, newspaper clippings like that where it was like talking about the ghosts that they saw walking home but it's like literally the newspaper was like the OG Facebook that was the only social media <laughs> the only um, kind of, yeah right? no that is terrifying um cardboard cutouts I was obsessed with them but like same experience just spooky thank you for sharing your stories that was eerie can you imagine like you hear noises in the attic and you're like oh the kids are up there and you like open it it's like Brett Favre I'll be waking everyone out so we can leave <laughs> toodaloo <laughs> hanging out with noises in the attic no thanks oh my gosh i love that okay i just got an interesting message on instagram yeah would you like to hear this yes uh hi joel i sent this to selena but i don't know if she would ever get it goes on to say that she messaged you and that you wouldn't reach it so she yeah. messaged me the 
It's like a screenshot. Hi, Selena. I'm sorry. I'm watching your latest video for the third time, and I know I'll sound crazy, but this time I had my eyes closed. And when you asked if Charles was keeping them there, I saw a sound wave with my head with a black gunk. I used to work as a medium in NH, so I like all the witchy places until I saw some really disturbing things and I tried to get the heck away from that. I'm currently tasting what stinks of tar and black tar in my mouth and i don't smoke i don't know if it's the black gunk i saw oh clairvoyance that is spooky that's interesting i got some weird messages like that like not weird but like helpful messages like that and it's crazy because like i'll get three from like three different people that are kind of the same mm. so like it's a general consensus so like they're obviously all gifted and they're all having the same experience How they, crazy. it's the same effect in different locations yeah bananas that's crazy yeah well guys i want to say thank you so much for tuning in on this episode i know it's a bit of a shorter one but i haven't had more than two hours of sleep since wednesday night um and it is currently monday so my brain is tapped out but i want to say thank you so much for coming and hanging out and watching the podcast and listening to it it means so much to me if you could throw me a, a review there a rating review throw me some stars um just scroll down to wherever you listen to it and if you do watch youtube please subscribe to me there i promise that i do really fun stuff there joel do you have anything to say to the people thanks for watching we love your messages and stories and no matter what you're going through tomorrow's a new day and everything could change i love you boo crew Mwah.